<laughs> but um, no, I was gonna I was gonna talk about um, when I was listening to the Mummy podcast mm-hmm. and when everybody took a bathroom break, just how magical <laughs> it was. Bill just like talking like oh so everybody <laughs> and then he stops and then Tim you just come in like go on like, I'm so there, I, needed, Bill. I needed to comment on just how sneaky you are with a microphone like you, all, you always just like come out of nowhere you're like oh yeah matter of fact you've been talking for 45 like one of my favorite new Tim lines is just the uh, the kissing scene with like Harvey Weinstein it's like yeah kiss her kiss her without her consent <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> So is that one of those horrible things, Bill? That's gonna come back to bite us. <laughs> I mean, it could. You know, it's one of one of many, Tim. It's one, one of, of many. many. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, people need to listen first in order for that to be a problem. Yeah, it's a, it's a go. good. It's a good point, Max. <laughs> People, people cannot judge us for things they do not <laughs> I actually told somebody at work today, like, they were like, God, is this day over yet? I'm like, yeah, and I got to go home and I'll be recording a podcast. She's like, oh, which podcast? I'm like, fuck. And then, like, told her the name and was like, fuck. <laughs> hey, hey, and welcome into another Hold My Popcorn mini episode. I'm Max Celia in lovely Nashville. And in Boston, we have Tim Begin. How you doing, Timmy boy? Doing great. This is a great little topic here. I love villains. Woo. All right. And in Portland, Maine, we have Bill Dooley. Bill, how many uh, hours did you spend on brackets this week? Uh, none. I, I actually, in this little pre-conversation, I've been doing most of my homework in, in that amount of time. So this is this is the more typical mm. Bill Dooley you would expect. Uh, not prepared. And yeah, good. that's about it. Otherwise, I'm doing good, great. Good. Tired. Okay, great. Welcome to the show, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> and on the other end of the country in Northern California, we have John Anoshak. Ha! Yes. I know John's been playing with the new meat smoker recently. How's that going? Um, so I'm still waiting on a ruling from uh, management on whether or not I could use it uh, oh. because people get real testy out this way when they see a giant cloud of smoke or their cul-de-sac turns into a cloud. So I'm waiting on uh, management to let me know if I can do that or not, but it's all ready to go. Um, also, I got to throw it in there. I'm doing my best to not have a hangover tomorrow because <laughs> every time I do a podcast with you fuckers, I am shit faced by the end of it. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> John, I'll tell you the because of how drunk you've been the last couple times, I started drinking early. So I'm I'm three working on my fourth beer right now, so Woo. that I could be in the same somewhat mind frame as you. Woo! That's what I'm talking about, buddy. <laughs> Max, we're in for a long wait. <laughs> how many beers have you had, Tim? Uh, I have had zero in the last three years. <laughs> Staying strong, love it. And then I had a million before that. Yeah, you're you're ahead of the game, Tim. <laughs> yeah, you're yes, way ahead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, last time we did our top three movie vixens, and this week we're going to be going over our selection of the best baddies in movies with our top three movie villains. Pretty self-explanatory. We don't have any box office restrictions on this one, so let's just get into it. Who wants to kick it off first? Tim. Tim does. <laughs> yeah, I can go. <laughs> So my we're starting with number three, right, Max? Sure. You can start, too, if you want. I don't give a fuck. All right. So this is my third villain, meaning that he is, of the three I'm going to present, the least villainous, but still an amazing villain. His name is none other than Jack Travis from Lethal Weapon 3. Diplomatic immunity. 
Wrong villain, Max. That is two. Adolf Rupp. Lethal Weapon 2. <laughs> Coming soon. Coming soon. We're going to do a whole episode on Adolf. We're going to do some comparing and contrasting to other Adolfs throughout history. <laughs> <laughs> With a better stage presence. Yeah. See which ones had better facial hair. Right. Mm-hmm. These yep. are all things we're going to compare. You're correct. But Jack Travis is played by Stuart Wilson, and he played a uh, an ex-cop turned arms dealer who sold what they're calling in the movie cop killer bullets to gang members, and he stole them out of the evidence locker uh, that for the LAPD. Real right. piece of shit. And I think it's just an all-around great villain. Very nice. Very nice. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to interrupt this all, man. <laughs> I got, I, so. What the fuck uh, is going on? Sam is away on a conference right now. All right, here, one sec. I'm going to explain it just a second. Um, I'm I'm just going to throw this. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, (laughs) So, Tim, you're just going to need to go into more detail because as I really have not seen any of the Lethal Weapon movies, I need to know what what about this guy. (laughs) That's what What? I'm going for. Oh, no. Yeah, so I need more detail. What did you just say to me, John? You fucking heard me. I don't repeat myself. You You haven't seen any Lethal Weapon movies? No, like I've seen clips here and there. You, I mean, not even Lethal Weapon 1? No, like I've seen clips. Like I swear to God, it's just one of those weird things that just never happened. I don't know. Huh. It's almost, uh, it's kind of like not getting laid. We're like, you know what? 30 years went by and it just kind of never happened. <laughs> well, John, buckle up because this is going to be a long episode. I'm going to take you through <laughs> take you through Lethal Weapon 3 right now. And then yeah, we're going to go two we and a, Can we get a quick quick uh, plot recap? Yeah. Just, okay. You just do all three movies. Go Le- ahead. Lethal Weapon Three opens <laughs> with with Murtaugh counting down the days till his retirement. Riggs is standing this is over tradition. <laughs> but this is the real retirement, Max. You don't get it. Okay. He's got like a week left. He's got okay. a week left. And Riggs is kind of like half heartedly giving him congratulations, but he doesn't want him to retire because Riggs' whole existence depends on Murtaugh and his family. So he's a little melancholy about the whole thing. But he's still, at this point in the movie, where I'm talking like a minute and a half in, so buckle up, because we got 200 more of these minutes. At what at what point in the movie, Tim, do, do we come in contact with a lethal weapon? I'm assuming the name is in there for a reason. Bill, Mer- fucking come Martin on. Riggs is the first guy on the screen. He is a lethal weapon. Have you not seen the movies? <laughs> I've not seen Lethal he Weapon can- 2 or 3. I've seen Lethal Weapon 1. Well, you don't you don't remember the Asian guy that he broke his neck with his knees while he was in the shower in Lethal no. Weapon One while he's being I electrocuted? He, why were they in the shower together? That's a lot of yeah. questions there. <laughs> oh my god. You guys buckle up, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this mini episode's turning into a marathon. <laughs> Tim's gonna yeah, talk about Lethal Weapon for the next forty five episode all over again. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Lethal Weapon uh three, also a famous movie because this is where Martin Riggs and Lorna Cole meet. Lorna Cole then becomes Martin Riggs' baby mama and eventual wife at the end of Lethal Weapon 4. Lorna Cole is a, uh, what's, what's it called? The, the sort of like the cops who rat on each other. Internal Affairs Internal cop. Affairs. Who is on to Jack Travis. Rat on each other. <laughs> who's on to Jack Travis for being a dirty ex-cop. And that's how she gets roped into this. And that's how Murtaugh and Riggs find out that Jack Travis is actually behind this. Jack Travis is laundering all the money through this Sadie development outside of L.A. 
Okay, I, I gotta stop or else. <laughs> <laughs> I like this. I think Tim's gonna need to be the host during the uh, Lethal Weapon month. Yes, yeah, I will. I wasn't even gonna watch the movies. I'm just gonna. <laughs> yeah, Tim's gonna close his say, eyes. Maybe, maybe just starts. Maybe we- Maybe we just don't even have anybody else on the show. Just have Tim audio <laughs> recap the, the the plot of the Lethal Weapon movies. I'm just gonna film it, and then I'm just gonna be jumping around my apartment doing like a a live live action reenactment. <laughs> I just have to say, like you after your reaction, like I kind of knew, but I didn't know that this was such a sore subject. It's great. I can't wait to listen to that episode. Now, what? <laughs> 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 I am obsessed with these movies. They so, are, do you have any tattoos? I don't have any tattoos. Uh, it sounds like you need to get some Except one of for somebody's one face. tattoo, which is of Martin Riggs <laughs> on the tip of my penis. <laughs> which is why his, my penis is named Martin Riggs. That's, that's fitting. Oh, Is Marty. Martin Riggs the I'm getting too old for this shit mm. guy? Jesus Christ, Bill. No. Yeah, see, I know that. I figured that out through de- the deduction because I'm a detective. That's Murta. Oh, right. Murta. Yes. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Yep. Who's next? I'll go next. Um, so my number three, uh, so, you know, it's okay. So it's fucking Voldemort, right? And I'm not trying to be a fucking nerd or anything, but the reason I chose this guy is like such a big deal is he's like one of the largest characters to be like flushed out on film. Like, cause you know that like there were definitely, there was a solid percentage of like little girls when those books were out who fantasized about, we will say dating this, um, this particular villain until he comes on to screen and he's missing a nose and it's like a Michael Jackson, like fucked up plastic surgery thing. And they're like, uh, uh, yeah, no, it's not you, it's me. Uh, yeah, my people will call yo people. Like, but <laughs> which could then lead to me going down like a whole fucking rabbit hole is why internet dating doesn't work. But <laughs> so, but he's me. He's he's great. Um, very villainous. Or you see him and you're like, okay, he's a bad guy. Um, but he's a little bit dandy. You know, he kind of talks with like, uh, like hello, yes, I'm here with my flowing robes and I am evil and I look like a lizard and and kills lots of people. Um, pretty good. Sinister enough. Great actor who played him. Uh, mm-hmm. Did not understand the tone, though, and whole accent that they gave him because it did make him a little less threatening because he was just like. <sighs> uh, yeah, it kind of sounds like Mr. Burns. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was very, it was off-putting. At the same time, I was threatened by him. Um, I did not want to see what was underneath those robes, but it just Talking it's about a snake. thing. I mean, look, look. Uh, like I'm gonna, a gardener. I'm gonna snake. go ahead and just just start right off with my Harry Potter nerddom on on this one. Is that I mean, Voldemort, uh, Tom Riddle is just he he's aware of his mudblood ancestry, and he try, Watch tries. Watch your language, to put, Bill. He, I'm sorry, I know that's a very derogatory term, but he's trying to. <laughs> I think I think it's clear he's trying to put on airs. I think that was great. I actually really appreciated the kind of like. The showmanship and like the the fake like high accent that he uses and stuff. I think I think it shows. You know, it's maybe a little over the top, but I think it's very true to the character of the book in that like he's he's trying to force himself to be something that he's not, which also <laughs> is shown in every part of his his physical appearance. I think so you're way that, off on that. that's very interesting to me because I forgot about the whole uh, mudblood aspect. Because wouldn't that kind of make him like Wizard Hitler? Yes, that's yeah. I mean, yeah, that's that's the that's the parallel. Yeah. 
Because you can't have the mustache in, on, on film anymore unless he dies at the end of the movie. So they just took the nose. <laughs> hmm. I'm into this. I'm going to. There, there's definitely like a sociology paper that needs to be written about this shit. Interesting. Thank you. It kind of it kind of was like Hitler because oh, didn't yeah. he take over? He took over like the whole magic world. Well, he wanted like, to do genocide too. He wanted to commit yeah. genocide. Yeah, yeah, but he took over the society instead of, instead of destroying it. His whole thing it. was that there that there well, not destroying society. His whole thing was that there were you know there are different classes, you know levels of human, and wizards are higher than than muggles, and that's what muggles needed to be subjected to the will and power of wizards. Right, that magic yeah. folk. It's kind of like the difference between people who have jobs, people who don't have jobs. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly, Tim. Pull yourselves up by your goddamn bootstraps. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I totally understand his ideology. I think he's got a solid footing there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, I'm not saying he's wrong. If <laughs> coming coming from a muggle myself, uh, mm-hmm. if if I've realized that there are magical people in, in existence, I would, too, agree that I am a lesser being. I mean, that's just obvious. I can't so, do um, magic. Imagine that we all lose our jobs just talking about Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> that's the straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> <laughs> it's talking about swiping uh, left and not right on on Voldemort. That's what that's what does this in. So am I? I had never have I have not read the Harry Potter books. Um, I, I what what? I, I, I know. You're, what a piece of shit! You coming at me with all this fucking waiting the weapon bullshit, and you haven't read Harry Potter. Listen, go listen, what, listen. What, go, no, you, go ahead. Listen, you plebeians. Ridiculous. I I am a cultured man. I I see cultural culturally significant things like lethal weapon. And Mel Gibson, I don't read these books you speak of. Uh, go back to your ivory tower of Irishness. We don't need to hear any of this anymore. We're done. Who has oh, time man. to read books when you're watching Danny Glover on the shitter when there's it's a bomb a- under it? Exactly, Max. Uh, was, you, you were like, going somewhere with that, though, Tim. You, you was, hadn't read the books, but... Yeah, was Voldemort like portrayed as like a, kind of like a sexy guy in the books, like a sex symbol in the books? Not really. No. I mean, no. his followers loved him, but, you know, Hitler's followers loved him, too. And everybody else was looking like, I don't get it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just don't see it. I, I don't see it. The floppy hair. Uh, he's a little jittery. And then there's, a, you know, the little the pube hair on his on his lip. Like, I, I don't. What? Why? Yeah. A little jittery. It's a little beady eyes. Uh, Airy well, eyes. Yep, terrific. I, I'll, I'll jump in next and going yep. right from from one Hitler allegory to another Hitler allegory. Uh, I I went with Scar from Ooh. the Disney King. Uh, the, Disney the Disney King, King huh? The Disney King, Bill. The Disney King. That is also hey, another Hitler you know parallel. I'm sorry. I need I need one more beer. I'm I thought I thought idea. Tim was the Disney King. <laughs> the Lion King. The Lion King. Um, voiced by Jeremy Irons. I didn't know that before, but he did a terrific job. Mm-hmm. I I mean. Scar is just a fucking awesome, awesome, awesome villain. He kills Mufasa. Uh, he, he, you got the, that terrific song, Be Prepared, um, where they do like the, the Nazi propaganda marching yeah. in front of him. Um, scares off a little baby lion. I mean, that's terrific. Everyone likes, likes a villain that scares children. Um, <laughs> and uh, apparently I learned uh, prior to the show that originally he was going to try and make some moves on Nala and banish Ooh. Nala when she rejected him. Uh, but that was the sexual harassment of that seemed like it was not good for uh, a kid's movie. So they so they cut that part out. But what? just building up Scar what even better. Pansies. Yeah, let's just do a sex scene instead. 
in in the in the high grass. <laughs> Wait, That's they true. Do a sex scene? Yeah. There's what? Well, they get they like they go tumbling into the grass, and then you don't see them anymore. Well, yeah. that, and then also she's on top of him, and then she starts doing the little like the nose that Eskimo kissing with him. Right. I'm like, right. oh, they're fucking. Oh, yeah. That's what that's nah. what they're saying. Well, you it's guys just, get your head out of the gutter. That's what some friends do. It's like middle school. <laughs> like you, 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 you did pet not do that. People too. in middle school, you pet them, and it's always you know over the pants. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, oh. I feel like John and I are the only ones over here who've had a real childhood. <laughs> 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 Whose uncle didn't do that to you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, real quick, I feel like Voldemort is basically the creepy uncle that they gave you in all the sex ed classes. Like, so if your uncle touches oh, you, like that was that fucking guy. Yeah, yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I, yeah, I can see that. Fingers. Yeah. <laughs> I'd also like so him. angry. <laughs> He's just an animated doll. <laughs> Like that's well. That's all the Muggles used him for, and then he like, developed magical powers. And Tim knows he hasn't read any of the books. Yes, exactly. I'm I'm doing fan fiction right now, Max. <laughs> it's the final frontier. All right. Oh, also, yeah, another thing too, uh, Bill. With that, um, Die Hard Three, Jeremy Irons is the villain, and that was a year after Lion King came out. And I think I saw Die Hard Three for the first time, like when it first came out on VHS. So I was way too young, but I just remember like half the movie, it's him doing like Simon Says on payphones. So it's just Scar's voice as the villain <laughs> for like oh, most yeah. of the movie. It's like, oh shit, that's fucking Scar. So <laughs> I, I gotta say that Lion King um, definitely uh, polluted the youths, uh, namely us, uh, because of all the things that it did reference. So they they they. They managed to skip on the sexual harassment part, true, um, but it doesn't change the fact that there was incest because of, um, well, how that was going to go, and it was implied. And then you had gang violence with the hyenas. Mm -hmm. Um, Don't even get me started on the fucking monkey. And then they (laughs) are running through poppy fields, and then all of a sudden the stars start moving around. Uh, Drug usage. So it it sends a bad message to the kids, you know? And now it's like, you know, it's, it's Lion King on ice, and there's a fucking live film coming out, and I, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Let's just hypothetically say Walt Disney was alive when this movie was, was actually made. How would that whole, like, goose-stepping scene have been different? I think we all know how it would have been. The whole plot would have been different. Scar would have, like, risen, risen to power and fixed everything. Yeah, because Mufasa was a communist. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then Walt Disney would have come on the screen and been like, "Then this has been a PSA from the Disney Company." <laughs> oh, oh, so this is this is not really specifically related to Scar, but one thing that I did see uh, while I was uh, through the the IMDb's uh, was that uh, they actually had like Disney put like their B team of animators on The Lion King and put their A squad on Pocahontas because they really didn't think that The Lion King was going to be shit. They thought all, they like they were putting all their <laughs> chips into Pocahontas. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Really? That didn't. I mean, that didn't pay. I mean, Pocahontas isn't bad, but that didn't quite pan out the way they expected it to. I just thought that was interesting. So I, I'll actually I'll, I'll make uh, my number three. I'll tie it in then with uh, Die Hard three. It's going to be Jeremy Irons' brother, Hans Gruber. From Die Hard. Uh, Hans. Yeah, played by Alan Rickman. Hans! Hans! Just a fantastic choice, Max. I have to commend you on it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've, we've said a lot about it. We've talked about him a lot just from our Die Hard episode, but he made terrorism look good. <laughs> Perfect example of wolf in sheep's clothing. He comes off as like the polite, you know, the polite businessman. But in reality, he's just a calculated, cold-blooded killer who just murders several people while also 
with a smile on his face. That's uh, that's Alan Rickman, right? First movie ever, too. That was his that, I mean, uh, film debut. Tie, tying back to Harry Potter, too. Professor yeah. Snape. Oh! Right. Look at that. Man. Boom. My oh, name awesome. is Alan Rickman. Ho, ho, ho. Mr. McLean. <laughs> massive forehead on that guy oh boy, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like i just gotta say like he could he could smash diamonds with that thing <laughs> also just uh, uh, as i mentioned on the show before but he has just that awesome death scene at the end when the crew said that they were going to count to three and then he's going to like free fall 100 feet but they let him go on two so his his reaction is legitimate Oh, that's so great. It's yeah, amazing. that's I mean, that's terrific. That's good movie so good. making. All right. My number two is the psychopathic hitman Anton Chigger from No Country for Old Men, played by Harvey Ar- Harvey Pardin. He is the coldest motherfucker that I have ever seen on screen. Yeah. And like so doesn't good. even care. Just like, Pop, yeah, I killed you. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Keep moving. He's on. like an Asperger's. Um killer because that haircut is worn by no one but oh boy Max told me a story Max told me a story back in the day when that movie came out because Max knows everything movies of course and it wasn't that he was from Boston because that was 90% of the time <laughs> hey guess where this guy's from but he was like yeah I was reading an interview with that guy and he said oh shit I'm not going to get laid for the next like two years because this fucking haircut <laughs> <laughs> And then he, he forgot he's like a, Sp- a famous Spanish actor, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm still gonna get laid." <laughs> as long as I'm yeah. in Spain, doesn't matter what I look like. Yeah, he yeah. is a Spanish bull. Yeah, so <laughs> like an actor transformation. Now. He he really, I mean that he killed that role though. I mean that was that was a good. I I I don't know about you guys uh, if you've read the book um, or no. like listened to the audio book or anything like that. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I saw I saw the movie it's Murdoch first. in it, and a lot of what's well, and a lot of times, you know, obviously the the books have you know they can go into more detail. They're just better. Mm. They're usually better stories. If you enjoy the story in a movie, you're going to enjoy it in a book normally. And mm. the book is really good. But I like the whole time I was just imagining that actor because I mean he played the part the character perfectly, like just just nailed it. Uh, you know the way the the way that it was written in the book. It was it was unbelievable. That's awesome. I went yeah. back and watched it, and it's it's just the movie and the book. They're not exactly the same, but they both hold up so well. I mean, it's they, that that's one time where they they just crushed it. Now, where did you where where did you read that, Bill? The book. Ah, in a, the bu- book. In a book. <laughs> in a book. Where? In oh, a yeah. book. Yeah. <laughs> I read it in a book. <laughs> so I don't even the- know what those are. The other impressive thing about this particular character is like, so you know, always you always hear the term like nihilist or like nihilistic, mm-hmm. but you know, it's never quite illustrated um, properly. This is the purest form of a nihilist on screen, where it just doesn't care. Like the guy mm-hmm. in the gas station or whatever who runs the gas yeah. station, and he's just like, you know, clearly like I just I'm gonna kill you just because of the fuck of it. But if you flip this coin, it's on the other side. I won't kill you, and I don't give a shit. Yeah, either way, just complete detachment, no emotion whatsoever. Yeah, like a true psychopath all the way through and through. Like the only time he ever smiles in the movie is when he's getting ready to kill somebody. Mm -hmm. Like he does it when he, you know, he steals that car. He has the air gun. That's another thing, too. I mean, you want to get a trademark of a good villain. He's got two of them. He's got he's got the air gun and then he's got the, the, you know, the coin flipping. But 
like one of the few times in the movie in which he actually smiles. I think he smiles at the guy that he kills, and and then he also smiles at Woody Harrelson before he kills him. That's like the only time he shows emotion because he's just like getting excited because he knows he's getting ready to kill him. I forgot about Woody. Woody just like slithers his way into the strangest fucking movies. I- he's good. He's good in that. Movie. Oh, he's great. No, he's fucking great. But it's just like all of a sudden it's like, really? Woody's in this? What so, the fuck? Here's another trivia thing, which I wasn't even going to say. But so for Woody, uh, his father was an actual hitman that killed a federal judge. And he looked exactly like Woody Harrelson. If you ever Google it, like look it up. Yeah, he Whoa. killed the federal judge and went to prison. And so in he the wasn't movie, a good hitman. <laughs> <laughs> I guess not. I mean, it depends on how many people he killed before. Yeah, I guess that's going to get caught eventually. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, they mentioned that federal judge getting murdered, which is crazy since Woody's dad did it. Wow. Yeah. Was that like a intentional thing or that just a I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that was just the uh, the Coen brothers just kind of being like, well, huh? Huh? Nudge, nudge. I'm surprised. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess I don't know if that's like good on Woody for for like being cool with that. I, I would imagine a lot of people would be like, you're not going to fucking put that in there. You know, like not not wanting to put that out there. Yeah. Well, Woody also smoked a shit ton of weed back then. So <laughs> that's true. Yeah. I think he quit after Trump. Where Trump asked him to be his running mate before this election, or it was oh like another shit. election. True story. They got him on interview. He goes, "Yeah, he um, he brought me over and he asked. He's like, hey, I want you to be my running mate.' And he goes, he says, I literally stepped outside to smoke a joint to process what just happened. Like, just- <laughs> was that back when Trump was still a Democrat? Uh, yeah, yeah. It yep. was before. It was before you know the actual election that he went for it, but he was toying yeah. with the idea. Yeah, true story. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Woody doesn't smoke weed anymore, but <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, no. he doesn't. He said, no, no, no. He said he just like had to cut back or something. I don't know. I mean, I get cut it. I back. Can't yeah. He's not smoking 15 joints a day. Yeah. Yeah. I wake up and have coffee before my first joint now. <laughs> Good on you, Max. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have good to have standards, Max. I'm happy to hear that. Okay. That, that's, that's not true. Um, <laughs> And then also, just lastly, not a whole lot of movies. Um, then which you know the bad guy wins at the end. He gets away with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is I mean, that's how it should be. I remember seeing that movie, uh, like in theaters when it we first saw it came Dylan. out, and being yeah, like, saw it with I, you, dude. Yeah, yeah, we saw it. Yeah, exactly. We saw it in Hanover. Uh, yeah. And <clears throat> I, I like it was a good movie all the way through, and I, I, but because of the way that it ended, like I'd never seen a movie like that. I just mm. remember being like dissatisfied like I wasn't really happy with it as a movie because I felt like it didn't end the way that it was supposed to end and like it was only you know like six months ago I went back and watched it again that I realized like how fucking awesome that movie is because I'm not coming at it with a you know a 15 year old perspective that everything's supposed to be happy I gotta say I was dissatisfied when I saw the end of the passion of the Christ too so (laughs) (laughs) yeah I agree I thought they could have ended that a little nicer (laughs) Tim, are you are you criticizing Mel Gibson? Mm. No, I'm not criticizing Mel Gibson. I'm criticizing the Bible, Bill. <laughs> Jesus, Mel Gibson just portrayed the Bible as it was written. <laughs> Good spin. Good spin. <laughs> that was slick. That was slick. All right, who's next? Uh, so yeah, for snaking back, I goes. I guess I'm up. Uh, so yeah. my number two, and I, I'll say I did this a little differently. I'm not ranking these like. Three, two, one, best, best ones. I, I kind of did my, there are so many good villains. Um, mm. I, I just felt like it was, you know, foolish of me to try and pick the best ones. I figured I'd try and pick the best ones from like certain parts of my life. So Scar, Disney, uh, 
The Lion King, you know, that's when I was like real young. This is almost like uh, I've, I've thought of it later. This is like VHS villain, DVD villain and streaming villain. So Scar's my VHS villain, and uh, my DVD villain is uh, Agent Smith from The Matrix. Ooh, um, that's a good one. He. Good. Uh, so what I was doing prior to this, I, I just rewatched, rewatched The Matrix. Um, mm. And it is, that movie is so good, and he holds up. So, I mean, oh my God, he, he, you know, I know he's a robot. He's a pro, he's not really a robot. He's a program. Um, so it's not like a person per se. So I don't know if that makes it more of like a, a monster, but, uh, I mean, he's just, he, the, the anger and the passion, like that's that scene where he's talking about humans as a virus. Mm. Oh man. Yeah. yeah I mean, that that is so Morpheus stiff, yeah. sticking his, his fingers up his nose. Yeah. Yeah. And he's that's talking commitment. about the, the stink of people. The smell. Yeah. <laughs> I want out. Oh my God. It's so good. It's and like the, the fight scenes. Uh, so one thing that I pulled out was that, uh, the, the subway fight scene between him and Neo, um, apparently took 10 days longer than they expected, which means that that scene alone took at least 10 days. <laughs> I mean, the, yeah. the, the stuff that that movie was doing was, uh, was, was crazy. And Keanu but, did a lot of the stunts too. Keanu Reeves, a lot of people give like put, say he's a shitty actor and he's like terrible. Keanu Reeves is fucking awesome. Yes. I'm not going to hear a goddamn word otherwise. Dude, he's becoming a fucking cult icon. He showed up at the gaming convention thing or whatever yeah. and now the internet that. loves him and then the John Wick thing where he also does all those stunts and now apparently is like well versed in like 50 different kinds of like, you know, wep- like firearms. Like he could kill everybody around him now. <laughs> like he, He's literally like the, uh, the, the definition of the Zoolander, like the, the actor that they train to do shit like they, they're just wait. He's just uh, he's just waiting for his trigger word to, to go assassinate someone. <laughs> the he has the same candidate. delivery as Zoolander too. <laughs> but like, yeah, he's also like a, just a modest fucking guy. Like he he like he apparently has like a couple fun like just like charities that he like purposely was like you do not use my name. My name is nowhere near this. I don't want anybody to know about it. I just want hmm. people to you know just have the cash to be able to do good shit for. So it's like stuff like that, and it, he's just he's fucking great. He's come yeah. a long way from. uh what was it like Bill and Ted's excellent Bill adventure Ted's. like whoa like which they're duh. making a sequel to by the oh, way he's coming back sake. they're they're repraising the roles I don't I don't mind that doesn't bother me I mean look yeah. I, I'm the, I think that uh Keanu Reeves is is excellent as well and like it, he's not he's not gonna go out there and play like Abraham Lincoln and fucking knock my socks off you know but like he's an amazing action star and he's good at comedy he, super he, underrated action star too right. like billions of dollars at the box office as the star. I mean, you got speed, the matrix point break, the John wicks. I'm sure there's another one in there too. So I just, I have to say two, what ifs that I came across for, for this, uh, not for agent Smith, because he was approached, uh, the guy, the guy who did that role was approached for that role. Um, mm. <clears throat> but two other ones that, that were just hilarious to me was, uh, Russell Crowe as Morpheus, oh, uh, and, and Will Smith as yeah. Neo. I'm so happy Will did that. Will, saw that. Will turned Smith it turned it down to do yeah. Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> uh, fantastic. <laughs> but uh, I will say... He, re- he really had a good time riding on that big biomechanical spider, right? <laughs> <laughs> My God. 
I'll give him a lot of credit. He's like, he's been asked about it since. And he said that he has no regrets because uh, Keanu Reeves absolutely like was perfect in the role and he would never have done as well. So, I mean, like at least he's modest about it. But I mean, plus it was a double dipping for Smith because he got the Wild Wild West song out of it too. Lots of money. That's true. His wife made it. It wasn't his wife in like the second or third Matrix or something. Jada? Yeah, yeah, she is. Jada Pinkett's in the second one. Who is the most insufferable person in on the planet, <laughs> by the way? Just look, just look up some of uh like like her Instagram shit. It's it's unbearable. In like what like like she's super health conscious or like anti-vax she or something or what su- like what are we talking about? No, no, no. She's super like uh spiritual and like uh, okay. you know, constantly posting things about like, you know, about being your inner tiger and your inner woman and like saying it in a really like fake earnest voice. You just got to watch it. I can't, I'm not doing it justice. You got to watch it. It's terrible. I'm, I'm good. I'm all set. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool too. Yeah. I'll, uh, take, your, I'll take your word for it, Tim. You know what? But, you sold it. You did a great job, but no, you guys should watch it though. <laughs> Next mini episode. I do have to say that uh, the boy, like little Smith Jr., uh, he says some dumb shit. And it's hilarious because like Will gets on like national television and talks shit about his kid, like on social media. And like I saw him once, it was like an interview with like Conan or something. He goes, he goes, so here's the difference. He's like, when I was a kid, I, we, we said dumb shit, but it was in private. And now you say dumb shit and you give it to the whole world. Like he's scolding his kid on national television. Good. It's wonderful. I love it. Yeah. Also, at his age, Will Smith had uh, a Grammy and was still in high school and was getting ready to go to MIT. <laughs> and <laughs> then he got the Fresh Prince instead. A little different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the thing with yeah. them is that their parenting style is that they let the kids do whatever they want, which is like that's that's yeah. not parenting. That is not parenting, and also that's not a great idea to do when your kid is fucking rich. Right. Like, there's just you can let them do whatever the fuck they want. Well, they're gonna do whatever the fuck they want. If my parents let me do whatever the hell I want, I wouldn't be able to do anything because we didn't have any, like, well, I wasn't, we weren't poor, but we didn't have a lot of money and (laughs) I didn't have any friends. So I would just sat in the basement. (laughs) Tim, who are you kidding? You did sit in the basement. Yep. That's what I'm saying, Bill. Real quick, I'm just going to say the the actor who played Agent Smith, Hugo Weaving is his name. I just found I just found out uh, he has he him and I share a birthday. Boom. Ooh. Oh, that's he was also in uh, V for Vendetta. Yep. 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 Yeah. He was also in uh, Lord of the Rings, which I think was immediately after it. And I remember sitting in the theater with my father and I go, oh, Mr. Smith is a girly man. (laughs) He has like long hair and pretty clothes and pointy ears and shit. (laughs) (laughs) He's an elf. Uh, yeah, good times. Childhood. So innocent. All right, right. John. Mm, um, yeah. So my number two, I'm going with Leatherface. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a theme of mine. Um, I was a big fan of Razorcock from, uh, (laughs) that, you know, the one horror movie. And then, you know, a big fan of, uh, like hook hand from the mummy. Um, you know, it's all these guys like low self-esteem, just want friends, but they just keep fucking killing all of them. And it's a shame. <laughs> and I think that the guy could have definitely, you know, he could have been scouted by like the Longhorns or something, you know, and then missed that, you know, had a long promising career in front of him considering he's like nine feet fucking tall. 
Um, and I think that him and Gaga would have gotten along. You know, she likes to wear, <laughs> you know, dresses made out of raw meat. He likes to wear, you know, masks made out of human faces. Uh, you know, so yeah. he's got he's got fashion sense. Like he's got a little bit of dick swagger there. You know, he's it's ahead of his time. Right. Mm-hmm. Just a diamond in the rough. Just wants some friends, wants to break out into the world. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, he just keeps fucking killing everybody. Also, I always respect a man of few really. words. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Man, a few words. Um, he just likes to stick with, and that's all you get. That's all you get. And uh, you know, most artists use a paintbrush, and he used a chainsaw. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, that that's my number two. That's my number two. Also, McConaughey, you know, right next to that guy too, and I'm loving that too. Uh. Also, so I remember we um, back in college, we we would during like Halloween time, we would just do movie marathons, and we would just buy, you know dollar dvds used yeah. our movies and we all did the original texas chainsaw massacre and that scene when they first introduced leatherface and he just like knocks that person's out that person out through like the fake door and then shuts it is like one still one of the most like disturbing scenes because it seems just real <laughs> it yeah it's real i'm tingling right now just thinking about it and i'm not talking oh, about my balls it, no it's creepy body. it's I'm, really creepy never seen it and how the Oh man, dude, it's good. It holds up. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like the whole yeah. movie almost is in the daytime, which is also scary. It's, oh really? Yeah, you always, uh, you know, it's a horror movie. It's supposed to be nighttime. No, it's all during the day. Yeah, I don't think I want that. I don't. I'm not a horror movie kind of guy. I don't like horror movies at all. You and me both, Bill. All right, yeah. there we go, Tim. Couple of pee pants over here. That's yep. Yes, that is it. That's 100 so it. You, we need to do a horror month then, so we force you to watch some shit yeah. every Halloween, dude. All month. Well, that was like old school fucking horror like like oh it's scissor hands or whatever the fuck you know was it freddy krueger <laughs> that fucker i think the last true horror movie that i watched was um uh, is it strangers where like the the rando people just come up yeah. to the house and yeah, yeah that was so good that in theaters that was too. Good. Oh, i that don't was like good. that i didn't like that at all i think the last movie horror movie i saw and i didn't even know i saw this it, that it was a horror movie until max told me it was my little toaster <laughs> <laughs> Dude, brave little toaster. That movie scared the fucking piss out of me when I was a kid, dude. I got <laughs> sick. I was so scared. It was like in like pre-K or kindergarten. And they were like, it was the first time. So it ruined chocolate milk for me. Okay. It was yeah, the but- first time I tried chocolate milk and I got so scared watching this that I got sick. And ever since I can't have chocolate milk because it makes me <laughs> so, sick. Yeah, but John, what do, you, what do you think about the soundtrack is the, the important question. <laughs> <laughs> I, remember, I just like good god dude I, yeah it's to fuck that movie <laughs> so let me if I can I'll explain the origins of my hatred of horror movies when I was a young boy like three years old my so my mom worked at night and my dad would like come home from work and you know it's like take care of my brother and I so my dad you know put in a videotape for me to watch he thought it was Barney or something like that while he was cooking <laughs> and it was apparently my mom had, had it taped over Barney with it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got 45 oh, no. minutes into it. But my dad realized that uh, it wasn't Barney. <laughs> so I think that's where my sort of hatred of horror movie comes well, from. Well, Tim, that's, that explains a lot about you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. God. Wow. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That, no judgment, buddy. I, I, I got fair. Fair. Oh, oh yeah, uh, before we move on to the next one too, fun little fact about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So our friend in college, Sydney, her dad was a sound effects person in Hollywood and he did one of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies. And he said that the way they did the bone snapping sound effects was they just had a piece of celery over a microphone. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Interesting. So if I ever want to get out of a podcast, like I'll just bring some celery up with me and like five minutes in, I'll just snap it and be like, oh, I just broke my arm. Now I'm eating it. <laughs> <laughs> with peanut I'm butter. So with tasty. raisins and peanut butter. <laughs> Delicious. I should eat my arm more often. It's healthy. So I- I haven't heard the raisins and peanut butter. Does that go with celery? I mean, obviously yeah. you said it did, but that's yeah, like a ants on a stick. Ants on a, yeah, ants on a log. Ants huh. on a stick. Ants on a log. Because yeah. I knew about peanut butter, but really raisins, no shit. Huh. Or, or uh, I've also seen chocolate chips, and that that works as well. Yes. Okay. All right, Timmy. All right, uh, my number two villain uh, is none other than Mr. Joshua from Lethal Weapon, the first one. <laughs> Diplomatic immunity. God damn it, Max. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, so uh, explain this one to us since, well, to me, since I have no idea what you're talking about. Mr. Joshua is played by Gary Busey, <laughs> who is in and of himself a villain. <laughs> of his own ways. mind. Yeah, villain of his own mind. <laughs> um, so Mr. Joshua plays second command of Shadow Company which was a covert special operations unit in Vietnam who have turned evil, not evil, who have turned villainous, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And there they are uh, selling drugs, heroin, through their Vietnamese contacts into the United States. And Martin Riggs and uh, Murtaugh have to stop him. And Mr. Joshua kidnaps Murtaugh's daughter. They got to get Murtaugh's daughter back. Oh, and then, then that's when the scene where fucking... Uh, R- Riggs was getting electrocuted by a car battery while he's in a shower and he's being hung up. But then he breaks oh, the guy's breaks the guy's neck. Oh my god, what a great scene! Anyways, Mister Joshua and Riggs are like mortal enemies right throughout this movie, and then they have this battle to the death on Murtaugh's front lawn while the sprinklers are going off and like there's a fire hydrant right. And they're both shirt and they're both shirtless and it's great. They're glistening. Oh boy. And then so what happens? Riggs. Riggs gets him in a fucking like a little jujitsu move and drowns him in the water. But then he doesn't really drown him. He stops. He's not like a bad person. He doesn't kill him. And then fucking Joshua gets up. He's get about to get put into the car, breaks through the handcuffs, grabs the cop's gun, and then Murtaugh and Riggs both shoot him at the same time. Bow, bow, end of the movie. What a great movie. So I got to ask about, uh, you know, almost drowning him in the water. So the sprinklers made that much water. It wasn't a sprinkler. It was a fire hydrant. I apologize. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Okay, well, that makes sense. All right, fine. Yeah. Yeah. You're thirsty. No, I'm not. You're thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Drink, Gary. You're like a horse. You need to have at least 55 gallons at once. <laughs> Big old He's fucking like you're teeth. right. <laughs> Man, when I said I could drink that whole fire hydrant, I didn't think you would actually do it. But so game on. <laughs> I just realized this, and it was honestly all because of the teeth, but wasn't was his son in Starship Troopers and played yes. Ace? Yep. Wow. No, and that guy's related to Gary Busey? That's his kid. Holy shit. And he was the uh, the villain in The Frighteners with Michael J. Fox. He was a bad ghost. God. Wow. The seed is strong. (laughs) Yeah, no shit. That's what happens when your grandmother is a horse. Game of Thrones reference there, Josh. Oh, someone got it. This is great. Oh, I love you guys. (laughs) All right, Timmy, what's your number one? All right, my number one (laughs) is none other than Peter Vorsted. Of Go Lethal on. Weapon 2 fame. Diplomatic immunity. 
Yes, right movie, man. Yeah. Person. And a lot of people are going to say, Tim, why didn't you pick Adolf Rupp? He's totally the villain of that movie. And I'm going to tell you, he's not. He's not even close to being the villain of that movie. In fact, I would argue that Peter Vorstedt is the villain of the entire Lethal Weapon franchise because he killed Victoria Riggs, Martin oh, Riggs' shit. wife, in the first movie. Wasn't in the first movie, but the story is that he killed Martin Riggs' wife in the first movie, which sent Martin Riggs on a suicidal rampage, which started the franchise. Mm. Now, Peter Vorstedt is a South African guy who. Guy. Yeah, he's a guy. Yeah. He's that's, a guy. That's the beginning of the song that Tim wrote. <laughs> he's a guy. He's not great. <laughs> so, he's a South African dude, assassin. Knows martial arts is almost Martin Riggs is equal in martial arts. We find out later after Martin Riggs beats him in, in a karate fight and then drops a shipping container on him, he's not as equal. But <laughs> Peter Vorstead kills Martin Riggs' girlfriend in this movie, so he's killed two of Martin Riggs' love interests. Mm. Dear God, <laughs> what could get more villainous? Wait, he's also a racist because he's South African. (laughs) (laughs) I have a great joke to tell you after the recording stops. (laughs) Good call. Thank you, not Derek, for doing that. (laughs) Thank you, discretion. (laughs) It has Uh, not been revoked. So, Tim, I, I got a question for you. Yes. Who do you think is a better hero, John McClane or Martin Riggs? Martin Riggs. Really? Yeah. Wow. Easy. More showmanship. Martin Riggs is a flawed character. He's a flawed human. Way better hair. Yeah. Oh my God. Come on. (laughs) I mean, he still has it. Yeah. That's (laughs) the point. He wins. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. That was good. I appreciate that. I feel like I don't need to watch the movies now. That's what you think. (laughs) Coming next month. (laughs) I'm booking a flight out there and I'm making you watch it. Uh, please do, because we have to do drugs together. So come on. Come on out. We already agreed to it. All right. I'm I'm in. Yeah. Be I'll do I'll do hard drugs if you do lethal weapons. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. We could sit on top a of a mountain drug. and we could just sit on top of a mountain and watch the state burn. <laughs> True story. I was sitting at a, at this wonderful winery with my wife, enjoying my time, enjoying the sun, the sunshine, the uh, you know, baby blue sky. And uh, Lisa, my wife, looks up at the mountain range. She goes, "Oh, is that a fire?" And I look over at it. I go, "Uh, yeah, that's a really big fire. Like the clouds <laughs> were coming over. The the smoke was coming over the other side of the fucking mountain." Oh boy. And that's just like every fucking day here. It's just ride, you know, just ride or die. No, it's just a Sunday. My God. Did I tell you the time that ash rained from the sky? No. Yeah. That Sounds got, great, though. That got dark. It got real dark. Anyway, yeah, sorry. Ash, ash Ketchum from Pokemon fame? We could go there. Um, I think Brock was a fucking pussy. Uh, yeah. That's me. <laughs> But, he was. Uh, he was also. I mean, he was also really of the the Harvey Weinstein uh, yeah. school of picking up women. Yeah. Yeah. He liked used panties. <laughs> oh, Talking about incest earlier. I mean, the the Rocket brother and sister. Oh Come boy. Oh. You know yeah. they were fucking. Yeah. <laughs> I think they I had a lot of deformed kids. Yeah. <laughs> I think they used their Pokemon as fucking sex toys. It actually, what? Yeah. That that Pokemon that they had with them wasn't a Pokemon. It was actually just their deformed. <laughs> Sexual kid. That's why it was the only. That's why it was the only meowth in air quotes that could speak. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> wow. This isn't a Pokemon. This is our son. <laughs> <laughs> it's even more fucked up that they throw it into Pokemon fights then. I mean, gotta make your money somehow. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Good times. Okay. Yeah, so that <laughs> so, weird tangent. Yeah. Um, so my number one, um, he only was at number one just because he's like my favorite villain of all time. But Hans Landa. From Inglorious yeah. Bastards, the Colonel. Dude, mm. this guy, I mean, so was just a fucking wild card the entire time. Like, you know, he could let you live even after killing your entire fucking family. Just like, ah, fuck it. Don't care. Also, probably the smartest fucking guy, like, in many films that I've seen in a long fucking time. Mm. Like, spoke a million languages. Uh, way better than Benny, because he didn't run the fuck away. He just kills you. So, his <laughs> character development. So, he, you know, at the very beginning, he talks, someone brings up, like, his nickname for what people call him. Um, it, you know, the Yudin Hunter. And mm-hmm. I'm saying that because I'm sure a lot of the listeners aren't going to know what the fuck I'm saying for good reason. <laughs> and Our demographic but, now. But he hates it when he gets older. So, it's like one of the few villains, villains that you see that actually kind of develops throughout, like, the actual film, which is really cool for me. You know, isn't just like, oh, yeah, evil title. I'm all about it. Like later in life, he's like, no, I don't like that anymore. I'm a big boy now. I don't just kill everybody. Hmm. (laughs) I saw that as him just like he's just a a fucking snake in the grass. Like he's not even a Nazi. He's just like a psychopath that just likes to kill people. And he's just a narcissist. And he tells that that poor French man that he takes pride in it because he's scaring him because he knows there's a bunch of people under his floor. But then towards the end, when he's caught, he tells the Americans, oh, I hate that. Oh, I hate that term. That's just I'm, I'm a detective. I mean, I just I really think that legitimately, like as far as the character is concerned, that because you like at least is he's such a good actor. It's like whatever he's putting forth. I'm like, OK, like that's actually how he's feeling. He gets visibly upset. He's like that fucking name. He's like, I just ugh, like I thought that would have like, you know, just left me behind that kind of thing. Like, you know, he's like mm. he's he's been promoted a few times. He's grown up a bit. He's clearly disenchanted with the whole thing. and doesn't really give a shit about the Reich since he's about to sell out Hitler. Like, I really yeah. took that as like kind of an interesting development but you know it's, it's interesting um and you i saw have the writing on the wall i also haven't ever found like i mean there, there's some out there i'm sure i'm not thinking of but like another villain where like he comes on screen and i get downright nervous like every time he steps Dude. into the frame you know so i always saw that like he uh the epitome of a narcissist he was mm. out for himself but he's like he's gonna do whatever he ta- it takes to to get to where he wants to be right so like he had to kill all the people under the floor. He had to do a good job there because that's going to advance him. He's going to do whatever it takes to like to advance his own like ends. You know, that's how I saw him like the ultimate. I'm going to a narcissist. I'm going to do whatever is right for me. Yeah, exactly. He would have been a CEO if he was in the business sector. Right. Yeah. Like, doesn't matter. I mean, I'll throw anybody under the bus just to get ahead. That first scene, though, I remember like we, John, me and you saw that and a couple, a couple other people, which you know, the movie ends. It was like a standing ovation and, you know, Brad Pitt being from Manorville and we were like 20 minutes down the road. From <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone just like went nuts. But just that first scene, I, same thing. Like I was like gripping the arms of my chair. It was so intense. Yeah. Like, especially where he goes from like friendly and cordial to dark, where he's yeah. just like, you're hiding enemies of the state under the floorboards. Aren't you like oh his whole God. face darkens and his everything. Shadows. Like, yeah. The fuck. It's oh so my good. God. He's so fucking amazing. Right the thing that I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of surprised. Like, so you, you guys are all ta- kind of talking about him. Like he's, you know, just like, he, he doesn't care what he has to do, but he's going to get ahead 
I mean, I remember that scene. I, I've only seen that movie, I think, twice. So, like, it, it's a little rusty for me. But I, I, my takeaway from that scene was definitely that he enjoyed it. He was enjoying, like, it, I think I think maybe it's a power thing, whatever whatever you want to say. But I don't, I don't think that, like, that necessarily transfers to him being, like, you know, he's just, he's willing to do what it takes. No, he... He enjoyed manipulating, scaring, and killing those people. There was there was no part of that process that was not like what he was built for. And I think that's part of what makes him an awesome villain is that like, you know, it's like like a shark, a perfect killing machine or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, he he's ruthless and efficient, but also like he, he enjoys what he does. I think he like, enjoys think it, Bill, but I think it's like he he enjoys being so good at it he enjoys he enjoys being so much better at all this than everybody else taking taking a life is you know he one way or the other he doesn't really care he just likes being the best at what he's doing it's a job i say i can see that that's an interesting way to look at it yeah he likes being the puppet master i can see a mixture of the two but like you know he was in for him unfortunately for everybody else he was at the right place at the right time like the perfect situation for just a disgusting shitty human being like him yeah who is way too smart for his own good who enjoys delicious milk (laughs) (laughs) who's ever made milk i mean he made he he overtook uh clockwork orange for the most like sinister milk (laughs) also can we talk about fucking pipe yeah i was about to say the fucking (laughs) pipe can we talk about how massive the pipe was it was like wow we're like five minutes into this and we're already fucking throwing dick jokes out there like i know fuck (laughs) no but that's kind of what i'm saying it's like that's it's almost like it's not just a metaphor for like the dick joke. It's like, oh, you have a you have a nice pipe. Yeah. Wait till you see my pipe. Look at this fucking like, Austrian thing. Yeah. You're 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 totally outgunned here. Uh, all right. So my um, my my last villain, my my streaming villain, if you will, the, mo- the most recent mm-hmm. uh, is uh, Thanos from the, the Marvel movies. I, I don't know. I think I feel like there's been a general negative stance on the podcast so far from the Marvel movies. What, what do you guys think of those? Do you do you enjoy that franchise or no? I'm uh, sick of it. Yeah, that's where I am. I mean, they're entertaining. I only watch them when they're free or I have to pay like four dollars to rent it, you know. Wow. I am looking right now. I have 25 comic books on my uh, on my bookshelf right now. So it's not like I don't like comic comic books or comic book movies, but Ugh. I'm just sick of it. I just I don't understand. You know, I mean, like I, I don't want to go down that argument path because I, I would sit here and argue with you Fair guys enough. for like three hours on that. I just <laughs> I just think that they did a phenomenal job. I'm not saying every movie in that lineup is great. But there isn't one in there that I don't enjoy just for as like. Oh, even, they're fun. No, yeah. no, no. So I, I 100% agree with you. I think that they are they are they are perfect in every way. They really are. Marvel has knocked it out of the fucking park. It's just been like every year. There's this also so like Max has comic books like for days. I'm playing the fucking Spider-Man game right now on my PlayStation. Like, yeah, like we're into it. But it's just it's just every fucking year. There's like three or four of these things that drop and they're all perfect. All of them. It's not like yeah. DC Comics where it's like, okay, blow me. Like, guys, stop. <laughs> Goddamn like, stop. dumpster fire. <laughs> like, yeah. I I don't uh, enjoy comic book movies. Not to say that they're bad. Just not my cup of tea. Not, not your cup of we tea. We all know what my cup of tea is. It's Lethal Weapon. <laughs> <laughs> what would happen if Marvel remade Lethal Weapon as like a comic book movie? What would you do? John... I got sharp objects in my house right now. You can't be, <laughs> you can't be saying this stuff to me. I might, I might do something crazy. I mean, this. I also saw you look into a mirror at a deli one time and go, if you ever woke up in the morning and thought about killing yourself, 
That's a true story. Everybody was blackout drunk at that point. I don't know how much pain you were in, but it was like. But it was like. <laughs> I, don't remember, I don't remember saying that. But yeah, you fucking said that. I think oh. I got to go to my therapist. <laughs> well, that's all I remember. But it, it happened. It's like, oh. And then you kind of snickered at everybody and went back to your burger. Then I remember I had a burger in front of me and I was like, everything's going to be okay. I can live for at least five more minutes. <laughs> I think right after that, Tim went back to the uh, the Airbnb we're staying at and took one of the beer bottles that Derek brought, which was like a $35 bottle of like, you know, Derek being such a big, you know, the big beer snob. It's like, oh, it's from this place. They only made like 1,500 of them total. It was from a monk in the upper hills of the Alps. And Tim just opens it and starts drinking it from the bottle. <laughs> and finishes yeah, and the it. best part about it is I didn't finish it. He's <laughs> like stood at the bottom. It's like, it's just Tim's going, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh man. Uh, that was a good bachelor party. It wasn't too damaging. <laughs> Not too damaging. Except for the fact that I was dry heaving all during the tailgate. <laughs> yeah. What's what's his name? Haddon? Yep. Your friend. He woke up on a uh, on a Chinese restaurant freezer. That's what he does. That's Hatton. Um, that, that's Hatton for you. Did we ever tell you the story about where he uh, basically, w- it was in Panama City Beach, he walked into like the back door of a restaurant to the kitchen and they were like, dude, you can't be here. And he goes, call the cops. And they're like, no, 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 no. Like you, you just go, man. It's fine. No, fuck you. Call the cops. And walks. I want you to. And then walks, walks right back out, grabs Bob and is like, Bob, we got to go. They're calling the cops. <laughs> <laughs> he then... Obviously blacked out. He woke up the next morning in a uh, a McDonald's booth at 5 a.m. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You did yeah. tell me his story. The whole thing with his pants. His pants were sewed. And he's like, I don't remember ripping my pants. And who sewed them back? Oh, uh, the man's a legend. Good choices. Good yes. choices. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> sorry, Bill. Uh, no, no, that's fine. God. I, 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 I that railroaded that. I opened it up with a question, uh, an open-ended <laughs> question. I mean, yes or no only should be the way to go. Um, so, so it I reminds mean. reminds me of my friend Ryan. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I just, so, all right. They, they they tell really good stories in the in those movies, um, and I think that Thanos is just the perfect villain for those movies. And I particularly like uh, more the Infinity War, which is the the part one of the the mm-hmm. recent part two uh, Avengers movies. Uh, that Thanos uh, more so than the End Game one, just because I mean, in part spoilers here, guys. Uh, he he wins at the end of that one. The vill- the the heroes lose. I think it's. Yeah, it's a yeah, great movie and they set him up as like, you know, he's he's relatable. You understand his cause. You you can see the flaw in his logic that like he's tapped in the head, but like mm. he's not coming at it from a, you know, like a, a just he just wants to blow shit up or something like that. Like he's he's a fucking reasonable, smart, he's powerful. He's just a good strong villain. That just that just matches up well with the with the heroes in the story, and I, God, it's just, it's so good, it's so good. Can I ask you a question? Please. Do you think you're fan, you're Thanos? Do I think I'm <laughs> Thanos? No, I'm not Thanos yet. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm almost nine feet tall. <laughs> Keep plugging yeah. away, bud. Thanks. I don't know if purple is a good look on you, buddy. I'm just saying. I got it. Mm. You don't know. You don't know anything about me. Purple could look great <laughs> on me. 
Maybe see Bill sitting there with purple face paint. Yeah, you don't know anything about that. You haven't seen Bill mad. I'm wearing my biggest, like, purple Bill Cosby sweater. Fuck you. Fuck you. (laughs) Well, I I have to agree. You do a fantastic chin, so. Oh, thank you. That's very nice. Yeah. Did I make you blush there? No. Did you turn purple? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Bill, when you get a boner, do you call it Thanos? (laughs) Call your seven the fuck do they call it in that? The diamonds or whatever the fuck oh, the they are. Oh, the infinity, stones. infinity the stones. Infinity stones. Okay, yeah. So that's when you get kidney stones. And yeah, you're that's just right. passing the infinity that's stone. call, That's what you call your nuts, dude. Yeah, the infinity stones. I can make babies until the day I die. I'm gonna augment your reality, bitch. <laughs> you wanna know what? I like it now. <laughs> I like these movies now. <laughs> I'm going to watch them with a whole new perspective. <laughs> Tim's not in his head. It's all about the balls. That's what it's all about. It's about the bulls. Cup the balls, strut uh, the shaft, swallow the gravy. It's all about the gravy. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> That's, that is Tony Stark right there. That's a direct quote. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, that was Jack Black. That was mind. Jack Black. Yeah, it's very fitting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Surprised he hasn't been in a comic book movie at this point, playing right. some like fat professor. He do really well in Guardians of the Galaxy because I do love that movie. That's like one of my top ten. The, mm. the first Guardians of the Galaxy is, is is a very good movie and and could quite possibly want be one of the best soundtracks ever too. Oh um, my god, dude! I've got both parts on them. Like I want to get the vinyl. They're so fucking great. We'll wrap it up here. We'll tie it in with Bill, another comic book character. My number one pick. Sure, people at home are waiting for it. It's going to be the Joker, played by the late, great Heath Ledger in The Dark Knight. Look at me. Look at me. A great villain. Awesome. I have to say, probably, if we're going to be honest right now, putting aside the lethal weapon villains because they're the best, but (laughs) the best villain that any of us have chosen, I would say. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, I'd give him cinematic history almost, like at least top three. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. 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 I mean, only comic book character to win an Oscar. Oh, really? That's an interesting yeah. fact. Posthumously. Yep. It's just a... Um, posthumously? Yeah, he died. He killed himself, oh, oh, remember? Oh. No, I know he... I, I thought... Yeah, all right. I guess I just yeah. don't know what the word posthumously means, so that's really what uh, that comes down to. I thought you were a man of science. <laughs> yeah, uh, Beatles. We established that. Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> Man-eating Beatles. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, but, I mean, Ledger, he got so deep into his character that, you know, he sadly died from an accidental overdose. Um, by the way, don't mix Oxy with Hydro's. And don't get drugs from Mary Kate Olsen. It's a good note for you guys. Is she the skinny one? One my night has changed. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's that's yeah. He was on like nine different pills when he died. He got them from Mary Kate Olsen. It's rumored that she gave him like the the oxy because the um the masseuse who found him dead before she called the cops she called Mary Kate Olsen. God, it's like a Belushi Oof, yeah. death. Because I think the pill bottle said her name, and yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. But she got out of it. Of she's I got, I got, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, it was because like he went like almost. He didn't go full method because I guess on in between takes, like he'd talk about his daughter. There's some cool pictures of him skateboarding over Batman, which is pretty cool. <laughs> but for about a month, he wrapped himself into a, um, he just locked himself into a hotel in London and like wrote a diary from the Joker's perspective. Yeah. That thing was metal. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Have it's you like read a collage. It? 
Um, I've seen Parks, like this yeah. video of it. Okay, they, gotcha. they won't show the whole thing, okay. but like they have, yeah, they they have like hyenas eating people and. Um, like yeah, it's like a collage with notes at the same time. It's the kind of thing that like if you walked into your buddy's place and like opened it up and found it, you would immediately call like what other health professionals yeah. you could possibly yes. get your hands on. So I mean, it would so just like, be like, he, he buddy, you're out. He basically willed himself into like schizophrenia. Yeah, I mean it. It's insane. The way he described it is like he is a psychopathic, murderous clown. <laughs> that's like that's how he describes character, and he got into that character specifically. I mean, he did it. Yeah. He, I mean, he nailed it. Yeah. I mean, his, there's nothing be- behind those eyes in that movie. Like, I mean, talk about shark eyes, doll's eyes. Like they're just black. Well, and like the, the whole thing, like the, you know, some, some men just want to watch the world burn. Like y- 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 that, that line works too, because of how well he played that character. Like you believe it. There's, there's no, oh, yeah. there's no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. He just wants to fuck everything up. I mean, the dude, the, the character was so crazy that he actually managed to walk in high heels, like, well. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, he's the nurse. Yeah, it was yeah. great. I was like, wow, all right, this guy can get away from explosion in high heels. That's more than I could say. <laughs> but he got so into it that towards, um, in like, halfway through the movie, he just stopped asking uh, the makeup artist to do his makeup. He just did it himself. Like, he was just so submerged into it. Wow. He's like, nah, I got it. I want to do it. Also, His character I, is kind of like funny too. It's yeah, like that's a, thing too. Like, oh, yeah. it goes it's full circle. It's like, yeah, it's like sadistically funny. Yeah. I also you, loved how his story changed each time about how he got oh, his yeah. scars. Oh, that's oh such a God, good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good layer to that character. Because the first time you see, you're like, oh, this is fascinating, and then the second time he says it, it's like, oh, whoa, I got a completely different vantage point now of who this character is. <laughs> Right. Well, it, oh yeah, because it like the first time it humanizes him, it's like, oh, he's an abused child. Yeah. You could you see it's like, oh, I see how he got here now, and then you realize, no, he's just a fucking insane person. He's just <laughs> he's just changing his story. Yeah. Just um, he has no yeah. basis in like humanity at all. Well, not even that. He's about to tell the third time to Batman when he goes like, you know, you want to know how I got these scars? And Batman just goes, uh, no, but I know he got these once, and he like hits him with a couple of like bat batarangs. <laughs> I don't wear <laughs> hockey pants. Like, I don't wear hockey pants. Batman isn't as funny as the Joker. <laughs> no. He is not. So I have to say about uh, Batman. So, you know, it was all wonderful. I loved how dark it was. I enjoyed the Batman. I enjoyed the character. But I hate him as an actor. Not Heath. Um, I Christian was, Bale? Christian Bale. What? I do not like Christian Bale. In, let, me, wow. let me explain. Let me explain. So I don't Dude. hate him. That's a strong word. No, no, no. He's one of the characters that or he's an actor that I can never forget that it's him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. Like, it's a weird thing. I always know that it's Christian Bale. And it's the same thing with, uh, uh, God, I'm terrible with fucking names. Uh, The Departed, The Island. Leo. Leo. Same thing. They're great actors. Don't get me wrong. But I can never, almost never forget that it's them. Really? That's interesting because he changes so much in between movies. Oh, yeah. He'll be a fat guy. He'll be a skinny guy. Yeah, yeah, He'll be a jacked guy. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Like, one of the only, the first time that I ever forgot that it was him was American Hustle. Hmm. And I loved it. But, so that's the thing. It's like, I very much enjoy him. He's great and everything. But it's always just like, I know that's Christian Bale. It's Christian Bale. It's really weird. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't see that. Yeah, I don't get that either. No, I think he's awesome. It's definitely a personal thing, and that's why I'm not yeah. going to take that to the bank or anything. But it's weird. I don't know. Hmm. It's weird. But even like his Batman, I mean, still the best Batman on both sides. I mean, I know people love Keaton because that's the whole nostalgia of it. But 
he plays a character on both sides so much better than anybody. Yeah. Like yeah, he's just yeah. like his character is, you know, he's just this brooding. He is Batman in real life, but his Bruce Wayne persona is just like this arrogant, like pissant. And he, he plays that so well, like his voice changes, you know, he slurs his words because he's always acting like he's just a shit faced rich boy. Yeah. He's so good. So, you know, I mean, I think that part of this, though, I, I, I absolutely agree with you. But part of this is uh, I think that our, our exposure to Batman is very, very different than like previous generations. Like I because oh, totally. I feel like I can I watch The Dark Knight and like I look at it and say, like, objectively, that is just a good movie. How could anyone say mm-hmm. otherwise? And. I've had a conversation with Paul, who I know can be a stick in the mud, but like he, he, he was not trying to be a stick in the mud in this situation where he's just like, I don't get it. You know, like growing up, Batman was like a, a funny like pow slap like yeah, and like Adam West. and like, you know, the Dark Knight is incredibly dark and violent. So like he he watches that and it's just like you're just ruining Batman. You know what I mean? Like. I, I think there are probably a lot of people that feel that way because it's it's yeah, it's not the Adam West Batman, which is like silly. And that's a shame because yeah. like you remember the cartoon like back in the day when we were like, you know, oh, kids, yeah, the anime series super dark. fucking dark. And like yeah. that's that's what this brought at least me back to. It looks like you guys, too. And what made it so good? It was like it needs to be dark. It needs to be disturbing. It needs to be grotesque. Like that's what is you can't make light of a guy who dresses up as a bat and beats up criminals because he has he can't go get over his PTSD of watching his parents get murdered in front of him. That's the whole thing. Right. The comic right. books like the comic books are they're dark. When you Yeah, they're dark. Yeah. I have never read them, but I know that's true. Well, in like varying yeah. degrees because there's there's different uh there's different versions of the story and everything, you know, to to some extent. Uh, some are a lot more dark than others, but they're all they're all dark. I mean, they all have that same origin story. Yeah. So from like, I mean, because he came out back in the 30s and even in the 30s, like originally he was super dark. Like he used to murder people with a gun originally. Right. And then they kind of changed it up. And then it was in, they had the, um, the sense, you know, all the censors, the censorship came in for the comics. So they had to make them lighter in like the 50s and the 60s. And that's when the Adam West, com- you know, the, the show came out. Um, and then it wasn't until, uh, 86 with um, Frank Miller when he did the Dark Knight Returns it's when it came back to being dark and that the Dark Knight Returns which I was talking to John about the other night yeah is one of like the best probably the best comic ever made but that was a huge inspiration too even for Burden to come on and do his Batman because they thought that was dark when it came out because everybody <laughs> was just used to the Adam West shit <laughs> right. they're like oh wait like it's it's like foggy and he's gonna like hurt people that's weird <laughs> Where's the onomatopoeia? <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I'd hear that word on this, but okay, that's good. <laughs> Blam! Yeah, but uh, just going back to uh, Ledger too. I mean, I've probably watched a Dark Knight at least 20 times. Yeah. That's probably an understatement. Yeah. Probably 20 times just with John. Um, yeah. But whenever he comes on screen, he has my complete attention. Doesn't matter how, how many times I've seen it. Like, you can't even see Heath Ledger in that movie. Oh, no, absolutely not. Yeah, I mean, I'm, to think... To think that that's like the the same fucking stupid guy who plays like a Knight's Tale or whatever. Like it, it's it's ups- things I hate about you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's absurd that I, I, it's crazy. Yeah, the transformation. And I know he's wearing makeup, but it's not like it's not like he put on a hundred pounds or he you know he looks like a meth addict or something like that. Like it's it's makeup and clothes and that's it. And like he just completely different person. It's balding in the back of his head. There's nothing glamorized about him. But like, he just looks gritty. Even the one scene where he dresses up as a cop 
you know, mm. like, and he doesn't have makeup on, you still can't tell that it's fucking him. It, yeah. That's what's no. It's so good. First time I saw that, I had to. I'm, I was like, "God damn it!" Can, we, can like, can the movie rewind it? I want to see that again. I, I honestly, I, I didn't. The only way I was able to tell that it was the Joker was because of the scars on the face. I, you yeah. would, I, I could still not like if you put that face and it brushed out the scars. I still couldn't p- pick out that that's Heath Ledger. And if you ever like look at a freeze frame too, like he's still got those sunken in eyes, like he hasn't slept in years, like he just. It's so good. Yeah, thanks. About thanks, that. Mary Kate. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Olsons. As you guys know, I love Batman, love the Joker, love his character. I think he's perfect. And, you know, Ledger gave the character a completely different look while also just maintaining all the qualities that makes the Joker the Joker. So that's why he's the best for me. I can't oh. really argue. Also, um, if you guys haven't seen it, definitely check out the trailer for the Joker movie with uh, Joaquin Phoenix. It looks good. Oh, oh does it? Yeah, that looks good. It looks gritty. Jo- Joaquin Phoenix, that was that was my bubble guy. He he ju- he got bumped just in, for uh mm. what what's his name? Gladiator. Yeah, what's that guy's name? Commodus? Commodus. Yeah. Oh, he's a, yeah, he's a Joaquin Phoenix. Man. Joaquin Phoenix is another good actor. Yeah, that that Joker he's movie so looks fucking dark. Yeah, it does. Looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Tim, if Riggs fought the Joker. How would you feel about that? I mean, it wouldn't even be a fight, Max. <laughs> Let's be honest about this. Martin Riggs is strained. I don't know how many ways, a million ways to kill somebody. I mean, he's a lethal weapon. He's a lethal weapon. He is a lethal weapon. Here's my card. And just shoots him in the head. <laughs> Here's my calling card. Joke's on you. Blam, blam, blam. In every single Lethal Weapon movie, he chases down cars that are going (laughs) at upwards of 80 miles an hour on foot. (laughs) Martin Riggs is a superhero. (laughs) Well, that's a mini episode, you guys. uh, We hope you enjoyed it. If you like the show, tell your friends. If you don't like the show, I don't know why you're still listening. It's a fair point. It's a fair point. Yep. Yep. Shame on you, you fucking idiot. Yes. Get them. You jambronies. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> it, guys. Goodbye. 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 Goodb